The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our city. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, and thieves. Welcome to the Boston Podcast. My name is Dave. If you like our show, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your pods. I want to thank our sponsor, the all-inclusive podcast featuring Jay Ruderman. Great show, great stories, great cause. Check that out. The all-inclusive podcast, wherever you find your podcast show programming. That doesn't sound right. Whatever. Anyway, exciting news. We have an exciting guest. He, he wouldn't call himself exciting, but I do. He's a lawyer turned, I don't know what you are, entrepreneur, mad scientist of basketball because he's the new owner of College Basketball Times, the venerable old standby publication. His name is Dave Barrand, and he's here in the house in the virtual studio. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know that I'm technically the owner, though. College Basketball Times is a nonprofit. Right. So... Technically, the public. I work for everybody. Oh. Is what. I, yeah. Okay, well, get to work, would you? So you. you <laughs> <laughs> so, but this is interesting. You now, now, Dave here and I have known each other for a long time, probably since like nineteen ninety. So that's we've known each other for more than thirty years. That's messed up, man. That's a long time. I. That's a long. I knew you were a winner. You you were just a poor schlub lawyer, and now you're just a poor schlub that owns this basketball website. Um. <laughs> Anyway, but this, this, so tell us what the the College Basketball Times has been around for years, correct, with some notable writers and a nice tradition, and then... Partially correct. Okay, All right, so okay. <laughs> please tell me. What was, what was, mm. was Basketball Times. Right. Basketball Times had been in existence since the late 70s, and... Their writers included, yes, the, the best there is. Bob Ryan. I mean, Seth Davis wrote for them. Dick Vitale, mm. Dick Weiss. Pretty much anybody who wrote about college basketball wrote for Basketball Times. It was considered the Bible of basketball, just the best. Mm. And I somehow was allowed to write for them for the last <laughs> couple of years. I wrote a little humor column that my mom would read occasionally. You, <laughs> now, wait a minute. You sell yourself short because you were, and I think continue do run the website, collegebasketballhumor.com. Is that, is that? That is correct. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, so, so you've been jokey man for a long time. And, yes. and Dave is a former stand-up comic. I should point that out. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, thank be, you. Be funny um, right now. Be funny. Come on. That, that's pressure. I don't do well with pressure. Well, <laughs> okay. not pressure. So, the owner of Basketball Times decided to cease operations, say this past April or May, and he gave me the archives mm. with the, the directive to keep the legacy of Basketball Times alive. So we have all these printed magazines that we're now converting to digitally so the public can read for free online at collegebasketballtimes.com. But we have created ourselves to be a nonprofit right. because actually making money is beyond me. 
So, but there's a yeah, more I, there's a more noble calling here as well, right? Yes. So that is that's like that allows me to claim that there is success even when I have <laughs> no profits. Like, how's yes. how's your profits doing? It's not we're not supposed to have profits, therefore we're succeeding. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's a better line. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So amongst the good things that we do, or at least that we've claimed that we're doing to the IRS, who mm-hmm. gave us our 501c3. Mm. So we are perpetuating this art form of long form writing, which Basketball Times was. And we have internships and mentorships for students really across the country set up now to write for us. And they will be mentored and advised and assisted by some of our really fantastic editors. We have Sean O'Neill, who is the editor of Lindy's preseason magazines, uh, the sports magazines. He does basketball and football. Uh, A guy named Rich Tucker, who worked for CNN. We have one of the professors at Boston College is one of our editors. We have a a stellar editorial staff. Mm -hmm. And we have some really good writers also came over from Basketball Times. But then on top of that, what we decided to do a little differently than Basketball Times is we we have this mission of equality. We're going to cover all levels of college basketball equally. And equally doesn't just mean equally poorly. So that's where we're striving for legitimate coverage, but we're covering Division One, Division Two, Division Three, also NAIA, mm-hmm. junior college, and wheelchair basketball, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll admit, I didn't even know there was a full college wheelchair league until about a year or so ago. And that is, that's really fun to watch. And, and sadly, there's only six women's college wheelchair teams. So one right? of our missions is mm-hmm. to try to bring more awareness to that and get more teams. Hopefully yeah. we can be a part of that. Yeah. We're also going to cover the men's and women's equally too. The, so the wheel, that, just, that's just good. to stick with the wheelchair for a minute that I don't know much about it, but I know that it's um, very, very competitive. I was watching the Paralympics this summer with mm-hmm. my family and somebody got knocked over They're mm-hmm. in the wheelchair laying on the floor. Jeez. I'm literally standing up with my hands on my head. Oh, oh my God. And right. the person gets up like it's no big deal. Um, and that <laughs> yeah. happens regularly. Mm. They get knocked over. Bam. Somebody else will come over, help them up. It's intense mm. and it's impressive. They're playing the same court they're playing on. They're shooting on 10 foot rims. It's great. It's great. The members of our board of advisors, which does include the uh, esteemed Dave Yaz yes. as well. Thank you but, for disclosing that. I should have disclosed yeah. it earlier. I'm proud to sit on the board. Go ahead. Is uh, a woman named Christina Schwab. Mm-hmm. Christina Schwab is the head coach of Wisconsin Whitewater's mm-hmm. women's wheelchair basketball team. Mm-hmm. She is all. She also was the assistant coach on the men's Team USA Paralympic gold medal team, mm-hmm. but she herself has won three Paralympic gold medals. She also won the Boston Marathon. That's crazy. And she just got named the head coach of Team USA's women's basketball team. Right. Which led me to add, I mean, might she be in a league of her own? More than one league of her own. Yeah, Yeah. this is what it's like to be friends with Dave Barron when, you know, I'm minding my own business, like enjoying some holiday time with my family. And I get an email saying basketball or or sports knowledge needed 
Like right now, what is the mainstream sports equivalent to Christina Schwab, who is the, a player who has played multiple different sports and excelled in coaching? And we, I think we came up with nobody. <laughs> there really yeah, isn't anybody. I, I, the closest I've got is Danny Ainge. Right. And I don't know if you could say he reached, like what he did in Major League Baseball, him getting there was impressive. But is it is that as what he did as impressive as winning the Boston Marathon? Well, I don't. Know. No, I don't think so. I mean, Ainge has a distinction for yes, playing basketball and baseball, but he's not the only person to have done that. And he did coach for a while, well, but he's he, well. he coached yeah. fairly well, better known as an executive. But whatever, so maybe. But you have to kind of stretch the rules just to come up with Danny Ainge. So all hail. Ms. Schwab, because that is that is pretty incredible. Yeah, I don't get how they can they do the uh, marathons and it, there's a long tradition of the the wheelchair division of the Boston Marathon, but you know you see them speeding along when they're going downhill. But man, when they go uphill, it's, it, it it hurts my muscles just watching them. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you know, I agree. Yeah. But yeah. to be that good at yeah. two different sports and then also a coach, she she has to. Be, she should be considered amongst the greatest. She's got to, she, she should be there with like Babe Zaharias, or I, I would think so. She was a golfer and something else. I don't know. Oh, multiple things. Yeah. Okay. Babe, like tennis, um, right. basketball. Um, yeah. She did many things well. But right. I don't think she coached. Right. She didn't coach, as far as we know. So you want to talk about the scoop? First big scoop well, under yes, your tenure? Yeah, scoop. Yes. Yeah. With basketball times. So when I was writing for Basketball Times, I did this story on what was the first college to actually play a game. Right. And there's a school in Pennsylvania that claims they are the first, this Geneva College, played against the YMCA. But it turns out it's pretty clearly Vanderbilt played mm. against the YMCA. Okay. And then while I was doing research for that, I came across a site called the Daily Gopher. Not what I anticipated. It had nothing to do with Caddyshack, which is a shame. <laughs> shame, um, yes. But that site had a whole bunch of information on the first ever intercollegiate game mm. because it, the Daily Gophers about the University of Minnesota, the Gophers. Go Gophers. Gophers. Go Gophers. Oh, yeah. There you go. And that's, that's Fargo. That's Fargo, yeah. You go. You get tickets for the Gophers? No <laughs> no way. Now, now I slipped into Canadian. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> you're on the golden gopher you're on the gopher sorry the gopher so the site talked about the first intercollegiate game which was between hamlin college mm -hmm. and minnesota state school of agriculture which was connected which was connected to the university of minnesota Gophers, so i decided right. to look into that and mm -hmm. did some more research and like Everybody was saying the same thing. ESPN, Sports Illustrated, New York Times, Los Angeles Times, National Geographic, ESPN.com, all had that Minnesota State School of Agriculture played and beat Hamlin nine to three at Hamlin. And it's all over Hamlin's website too. Nine to nine, nine to three. What a shoot to, what a shootout. Yes. <laughs> so I keep digging. And I find that there's two books, not one, but two books written on the Minnesota State School of Agriculture. Okay. And so I do the stupid thing. I decide to read those books. <laughs> but the positive is now when somebody asks me, what's the last book I've read? <laughs> I no longer have to say, 
A Futile and Stupid Gesture, which is honestly the last book I read. Nothing wrong with that book. No, no. Right. So Now you have two Caddyshack references in one podcast, and we're, <laughs> I'm trying to talk about basketball. Stupid and Futile Gesture is a great – I didn't read the book. I saw the, the made-for-TV movie, which was excellent. It was anyway, very good. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. So according to those books, there is some marginally interesting information in the, those books. So I can't say that I recommend the read. In fact, by giving a recap of the books, I'm now kind of sad that no one else will have to go through the hell of reading those books. <laughs> right. But I have found out something of importance, which is I don't think the Minnesota State School of Agriculture was a college. See, the Minnesota State School of Agriculture, here comes the boring part, was created <laughs> in like don't, uh, don't 18, us, 1880s. Right. Uh, it was... Uh, there was something called the Moral Act, not moral as in good, but moral as in, the, I think, a senator named John Morrill. Okay. Or Moore, or I don't know his first name. And it was helping create agriculture colleges across. Mm. So the, all the, the A&Ms out there, they sort of started with this. So what University of Minnesota did is they created a college as part of the University of Minnesota. Mm. And the college sucked, at least temporarily. Because the farmers didn't want their kids going there because the kids were getting degrees and not coming back to be farmers. The farmers wanted their kids to go to a practical school. Mm -hmm. So it took a while. It took until like the late 1880s for Minnesota to get it right. And then they got it really right. They became a model. But what they created was not a college that already existed, that had been formed. They created something decidedly to not be a college, mm -hmm. which I think is an important point when determining whether something is a college <laughs> or not. If it was created decidedly to not be a college, it's probably not a college. So it's not a college, so, that, so they did not, therefore, play in the first intercollegiate basketball game. That, yes. That, but again, that's me saying that. There are other historians out there that seem to disagree. Like on one side, you have me mm. on the other side, you have the history channel. Okay. If you're going to take a bet on who's a better historian. <laughs> hell I'd go with the, well, what's, the what's their explanation though. They say, no, it, it was in fact a college. So it was a college game. They have, they've actually got back to me. The history channel did. I reached out to them and said, Hey, <laughs> right? you know what? I think you're wrong. Yeah. And they said, they're looking into it. You got to run where you want them, Dave college basketball times breaking news yeah, I no, think I, it is. yeah but that's i mean and that's interesting so what what are the ramifications of this the well, so there so, are, so so therefore right. the first college basketball game would be what that's an open question ah what i can say for almost sir certain yeah. is that it wasn't hamlin versus the minnesota state school of agriculture which is sad yes for him mm. they they're archivist a very nice woman I spoke to her for a while. Her name is Candy Hart. Mm. That's her actual name, Candy Hart. Yes. And I have not yet sent her, and I will soon, though, I, my, mm. my article in which she is prominently featured. But I feel bad for them. So I'm trying to figure out, like, another first for them. And so there was this you guy. Got, you got your own problems. You're not responsible for the, <laughs> the psyche at Hamlin College. Come on. I, so, I do feel bad. So, they, can, but, but can they, you ascertain? You, stop avoiding my question, Mister Barron. Okay. 
How yes. can do you have new candidates for what was the first game? Yes, we do. Okay. So the first, there's probably about five candidates. One oh. would be Temple Drexel, mm. which one played a game before the Hamlin Minnesota State School of Agriculture, which that's a big deal as well. The game was first, but Drexel was an institute at the time. It wasn't giving out degrees. Then again, nor was Minnesota State School of Agriculture <laughs> okay. giving out certificates. Mm-hmm. And their students were 14 and 15 years old. So I spoke to the archivist at Drexel. Um, archivists, by the way, are good people. I'm sure. I think, you know, they, the rep they get, I've ne- archivists have a rep, but they, they were very kind to me. I've never met an archivist I didn't like. Then again, <laughs> then again I've never met an archivist. Anyway, so, I'm sure they're lovely. Yes. He told me it's pretty clear that some high school age students went to Drexel in the 1890s. So in 1894, when this game took place, he also said, don't quote me on that. So, uh, <laughs> Just what you want to hear when you're trying to put together some news for college basketball right. time. Well, there was another game. There was this, even before that, there was Hiram College against Mount Union in June of 1894. Hear them. Hear them? Yes. I hardly know uh, them. You go on their websites, and they, they still indicate, some will, will say, I think here it does, we played the first intercollegiate basketball game. Mm. But there is some strong evidence that is not correct because that game was a baseball game. Oh. So that's... All right. So they're still claiming it, but the game was very clearly a baseball game. Mm. So then that brings us to... I believe Temple Haverford would be the next one. Okay. And I spoke to also Temple's archivist and Haverford's archivist, and she divulged Haverford's team was not an official team. They were a representative team, but they didn't have a varsity team until like 1911. Mm. So that puts some doubt on them. You have University of Chicago played Iowa. But that is a similar situation. Iowa's team was really a YMCA team. They were all Iowa students. So maybe they were the first. They did play five on five, I believe. But they were these other teams were playing like nine on nine, passing the ball around like a crowd surfer. But now you have, after that, you would have the University of Minnesota against McAllister. Okay. Back in Minnesota. That might have been the first game. There is a problem with that, which is it's unclear that game actually took place. That's a similar situation with the also the Minnesota State School of Agriculture Hamlin game. The archivist said both of those schools, neither of them could find any contemporary account of the game at all. Mm. They found an article out there that was supposedly about the game, and it wasn't about the game. It was about a later game. And the archivist at Hamlin is very upset because the articles and other organizations like ESPN, they, they refer to them as the porkers. Right. And she asserts they were definitely not the porkers. And I say, come on. I mean, you got ham right in the name there. <laughs> so wait I a think. minute. If they weren't the porkers, who was the por? Who were the porkers? Some other team? I, I don't know. Okay. I mean, she was trying to put it on the Minnesota State School of Agriculture, which would make a little bit of sense. They were agriculture pigs. Pigs, maybe. pork. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Could be. But there seems to be a consensus that Minnesota State School of Agriculture went with the very non-original 
Aggies. All right. So, so it's so okay. So it sounds so we'll like McAllister. The jury is still out. It sounds like, and it sounds like you have to go to collegebasketballtimes.org. Sorry. Dot com. It is dot com. Okay. Collegebasketballtimes.com to continue to follow the story as it develops from 1880, whatever. Yes. 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 Your alma mater is in the running, too. Oh, let's go Uh, Penn Quakers. I was thinking of Penn Quakers. The the Palestra was one of the oldest arenas in the nation, but I know they didn't play the first game there because they didn't open way until 1927. But Yale? Okay. Penn played Yale. I believe Yale, that was probably the first intercollegiate five-on-five game. But We'll take it. You'll take it, yes. Yeah. There you go. So there is a debate over who was first, but I really don't think Hamlin, Minnesota State School of Agriculture, should be in the running anymore. But that's me. Others like Boys Life, Quizlet, Answers.com, they all seem to go the other direction. Well, stand your ground, Dave. I all mean, right. you got a scoop here. Let's continue to run with it. There are some people interested in it, though. Andy Katz from mm-hmm. NCAA.com is looking into it and willing to to speak to us about it after the holiday. A guy named Mel Greenberg, big name in women's basketball, as I spoke to him for a while, and he's likely doing an article on our find. So we'll see. Excellent. This this could lead to more. The the goal here, though, isn't for me to become like the college hoops history humor expert. We really want to get (laughs) recognition for college basketball times and the good that we're trying to do. And maybe somebody throws us a buck or two. That would yeah. So since it's a nonprofit, people can contribute to your effort. I take it right. How do they do that? They can do that just simply going to the website. Um, And there's a, a donate button pretty much everywhere. Yes, and then you get out your credit card and give us all your money. Uh, <laughs> that has not happened yet, I can assure you, but we would very much appreciate any donations, and all donations we have received are, are very much appreciated. Well, I think it's, it's an innovative idea because I know, you personally, Dave, you and I have been talking about this for a long time when Basketball Times was for sale or, or going through some transition, and I think you landed upon something Super innovative. I've, I've never heard of a transition like this where a, a sports publication turns into a nonprofit for the good of equality, for the good of gender equality and people with physical challenges in the wheelchairs and, and all that. I think it's and, – and not to mention, you know, who doesn't love a good story about a small school? I mean, we all love Hoosiers, right? So all, yeah. the, all the small schools, a lot of these Division three schools, NIAA and – it's hard to say, N-A-I-A, junior college and, and all the rest. So I take it you really look forward into unearthing a lot of these stories that maybe otherwise wouldn't be covered. It's, you know what, we get these emails from the coaches and the parents um, just saying it's so nice that somebody's giving some recognition to these kids. They're working just as hard as the Div 1 players. They're, they've got their class schedules and they're traveling and they're trying to balance everything. We had a story on a on a player who is a full time teacher as well. He's a grad student and playing playing college hoops. Another one is a nurse. She's doing that and playing college hoops. All these players have great stories. I mean, the wheelchair players, unbelievable stories. Lindsay Zerberg was really our first cover story. Mm-hmm. She's just amazing. 
She's amazing. She's like 11 or 12. She ended up in a wheelchair. Now and then this year she's playing in the Paralympics. She played for Wisconsin Whitewater. She's playing her final year University of Alabama. Just a great, great person. Funny. Great story about her. I love it. Go to collegebasketballtimes.com and check out all the stories and throw the, the organization a few bucks. It's for the good. It's for equality. It's for uh, good hoop, good hoops, good cause. You can use I that mean, as a slogan if you want to. Dave Yaz, our yeah. advisory board, just to provide a little bit more credibility, includes Seth Davis, who has been unbelievably helpful in connecting us to to universities to set up these internships. He got me connected to Ohio State, Maryland, and Florida. Just fantastic. If you don't know Seth Davis, he's pretty much CBS's face of college basketball during the tournament. Mm. And then Jennifer Rosati, can't say enough about her. She's been really, really helpful. She was a superstar at UConn. UConn sure. She's now yep. the president of the uh, the WNBA's Connecticut Sun. So Wonderful. we're trying. Yep. We're uh, bit by bit. We're getting there. Trying to do a lot of good. Amongst our good is we're trying to use this money that we hope to get to help some of these kids who aren't getting scholarships and help some of the kids who need wheelchairs to play wheelchair basketball. Fantastic. CollegeBasketballTimes.com is where you go. By the way, before we leave with Dave, we're going to play a round of Wicked Smart where I quiz him on basketball movies. He's nervous already. We're going to take a, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in about 52 seconds. Hang with us. Here we go. Hi, I'm Jay Rudiman. All Inclusive is a podcast focused on inclusion and social justice. Join me as I interview leaders and experts on the latest news focused on advocacy for social justice. In order to make progress that will lead to a more equitable future, honest discussions must be held. That is what All Inclusive is all about. Listen and subscribe to the All Inclusive podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Visit the show website for more information and full episode transcripts at www.allinclusivepodcast.com. Back here with Dave Barron from collegebasketballtimes.com. We're going to play a round of Wicked Smart. Dave's nervous. Let's get right to it. Smart. My boy's Wicked Smart. We have assembled here the crack staff at the Boston Podcast. Dave, we have uh, five films that center around the topic of your beloved basketball. And I'm going to play the clips, and you have to tell me what movie it is. You ready? No. You don't look ready. Okay. Here's number one. Point game. Just play the game. Just play the game. I learned that from you. You better deep that- Jake. You want to take a guess? That's the one with Denzel Washington. It is. Um, he's got game. No. Yeah. Uh, is we'll, that we'll give it to you. He got game. We'll, we'll give game. you that one. All right. Well done. All right. Now here comes the easy one. And David put his hand in the bag and took out a stone and slung it. That's Hoosiers. No. Well done. My favorite scene from Hoosiers. Where the? Because it says David. That of course. Yeah. Well, we both should like that one. Yes. All right. Yeah, no, that's the preacher before the game in the locker room reading the passage from the Bible about David and Goliath. Anyway, here is the next one. A capacity crowd is on hand, and they are 
reviewing one of the stirring moments in sports. It is a sports happening. There's pandemonium all around me. Incredible as the Pisces make their way from the skies. Fish that say Pittsburgh. That's right. That was the hard one. Well done, Dave. We welcome. They reference Dane Bonaventure in that movie, by the way. Do they really? That's your alma mater, the Barneys. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if I should be embarrassed to say. I may be proud to say I've never seen that movie. <laughs> it, it's so it's about a team called the Pisces. That they the shtick is that everybody on the team is act, that's their sign. Of, that's their astrological sign. Yes. Okay. It is. That was the voice good, of. It's not a good movie. Okay, so I didn't miss that anything. Was smart, wasn't it? That was Marv Albert making a cameo. Julius Irving's in it, too. There are a couple yeah. other. I think Kareem Edel is in Huffman it. is in it. What's her name from Greece is in it. Who is the main? Not not, uh, not Olivia Newton-John? No, but the, Stalker, the one who went to Harvard there. Stalker Channing? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. Here's the next one. I know you're going to get this one. Quiet, quiet. I think we're being followed by the police. What? Lord, men after me. Come on, step on it. Step on what? Are you kidding with this car? That's right. I heard Dave say fast break. That's correct. I love that movie. That is that is the best basketball movie. How am I going to do that? Throw it out the window, man. No, no, don't throw it out the window to see it. Lord, man, they're going to bust us for sure. So in that memorable scene, they Gabe Kaplan playing the, the coach of this hoop team, and he's got his players in the car. They've got weed in the car. There's a cop behind him. They conclude they they have to eat the pot in order to get rid of it, and then what happened? Then they pull over, and the cop just speeds, cops just drive by, just drives right by. Was it wasn't looking for them in the first place? <laughs> Good one. That, that yeah. is the best ever movie to star Gabe Kaplan and Bernard King. <laughs> yeah. Now that's a decent movie. I mean, it's it's yeah. also not a great movie, but it's kind of lovable. And by Gabe Kaplan, every word out of his mouth is funny. Yeah, I, I sort of wonder what happened to him. I, maybe he just enjoyed a long retirement after Welcome Back, Cotter. But... He got into gambling. Like, he's a professional poker player. Oh, that's started, right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay, the last one. You should get this one, too, and then you can go five for five. Here it is. You just got to get your mind out of the gutter. You know, you, you just got to start thinking straight. I mean, it's right there in front of you. For Christ's oh, sake, it wasn't an automobile. I mean, it was a fully loaded Lexus. Blue Chips is correct. Listen to the a little more of this. The damn car had everything. It, it had everything, didn't it, Happy? I mean, that car was fully loaded, wasn't it? No, no, Coach. It was a nuclear surfboard, remember? <laughs> you know, and the damn thing of it is, Ed, is he, Neon, he didn't want it. He, he didn't want the car. He didn't want to. He didn't ask for anything, but, you know. That's Nick Nolte having a uh, come-to-Jesus moment and admitting to everyone in the press room that he had, in fact, his school had, in fact, given essentially bribes to kids and cash payments and cars and all this stuff and the whole thing kind of blowing up. Did you like that movie? Most people like it. Parts of it were good. Yeah, that's I, what, I, I would say that too. I wish it ended a little differently because you, you liked him. Yeah, he I had, don't know that the analogy is there, but I felt the same way about that movie as I did with Injustice for All. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's no silver line. There's no silver lining at the end. I guess is what you're saying because the, the yeah, Injustice for All with Pacino as a defense lawyer. The message you get at the end is the whole legal system screwed. From top to bottom, from every angle, yeah, and right, and and right. and I see where you're making the parallel. It's like college basketball is just a, a cesspool of corruption, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> yeah. So it's funny that the this the cosmic brother of this movie might be the program when it goes uh, when uh, when it comes to college football with James Caan, and that movie has a 
has a similar thing. It's like the, the players are chattel and they get injured and they get thrown to the wolves and the university makes out in the end. Now I'm depressed. Anyway, Sorry about that. Uh, uh, no, that's okay. Yeah, I think blue chips is not as good as people think it is. It, it's I think it's flawed. It's a little too simplistic. It's but great perform yeah. great performance by the late J T. Walsh, one of the great character actors of his time, as the smarmy booster with all the money paying off the kids. That was good typecasting. Anyway, where we've gone on longer than I expected to, and. Um, when you're with Dave Barron, you kind of usually want to get in and out and just not have him drag you down <laughs> into his morass of negativity. But I kid because I love the collegebasketballtimes.com is is where you go. And anything else though that people should know about it, Dave? Are you still looking for writers? Are you still look? Are you looking you know, for? I love it if they they read the article about our historical find. But any yep. of our cover stories, any of our our column, you're going to find really great stories about people maybe you, you didn't care about but here's what gets me excited about this just as a fan yeah so every march i get over the top excited about the ncaa tournament i love it yes and i'll admit i didn't really ever maybe i follow the div one women a little bit but mm. now i've got 10 more tournaments to start following mm. 10 more brackets i can do Oh, um, do got, I know all these teams? I mean, I'm the president of College Basketball Times, and I still don't know all these teams. I don't know who's great and who's, but it, it's you're out. You, it's just more drama. It's more basketball. It's more fun. And I'm not saying you need to follow all these. Hop on, read a few stories. You'll see the good that we're doing. But if we can start bringing more recognition to these players, wow, that 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 would be great. That that's what we're really trying to do. They they deserve it, and we're trying to bring it to them. Since I've known you, Dave, for all these low these many years, you're you have used your refrigerator with a colorful collection of magnets to track the top one one hundred or more than one hundred. Sometimes it goes longer. Sometimes we get a little tired, and it, it'll end at like sixty. Oh, I think we're in the seventh right now. Okay. So it, we get the fridge, and then we if we get to the freezer, then we're probably at about two hundred. <laughs> well, now with all these other leagues, you're gonna have to buy some more fridges. You get, or you're gonna I need you're, right. you're gonna need a bigger fridge. Yes. College basketball, <laughs> collegebasketballtimes.com. By the way, follow them on Twitter at college bb times. Also on Instagram, same handle college bb times. Also on Facebook, college basketball times. Congratulations on all this, Dave. Keep it up, and we'll have hey, you. Thank you for and, the help. Man. Oh, and we buried the lead. There's going to be a podcast that I'm going to help you with. Be the, the we we don't have a name yes, for it. We don't. Do we have a name for it? Or maybe we just call it College Basketball I think we'll Times. Go the, the the exciting College Basketball <laughs> Times podcast. It's got a ring maybe. to it. I like it. You'll find it here. <laughs> You'll find it here on pod617.com. If you enjoy Dave Barron's brand of humor, you will enjoy the podcast. Oh, we just lost all of our listeners. I'm just kidding. Thanks again, Dave. Good luck, buddy. I'll be on the ride with you, and I look forward. Thanks again to our sponsor, the All-Inclusive Podcast with Jay Rudman. Find that anywhere you find your pod. If you'd like your own podcast, kids, you could be the next big podcast star like Dave Barron's going to be. Go to pod617.com to get started. On behalf of Dave, who's technically from upstate New York, but he's a Boston Brothers in arms. On behalf of Dave Barron and College Basketball Times, my name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston, but if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Have a great day, everybody. The Daily Gopher, not what I anticipated. It had nothing to do with Caddyshack. <laughs>